At select toy stores, you can now pick up your good guy doll. With the new setting mode, on. He's your best friend till the end. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Welcome to the Carpenter Queens podcast, your favorite queer stunner horror podcast, the show dedicated to the best and worst the horror genre has to offer, coming to you from the TCQ Video Store. The only fictional VHS rental spot where you can pick up the classics for only 69 cents a day. Barbie, eat your heart out. <laughs> My name is Nicholas. Yes. So excited for this. <laughs> And similar to the children in Lemony Snicket's 1999 novel, I too have also been experiencing a series of unfortunate events. Oh, My God. name is Raymond. Oh, God. Where was the punchline? Hello, queerdos! <laughs> Welcome to our second week of our Icons Month. We battled the boogeyman and are forever scarred. Now it is time to be terrorized by a true menacing duo. Our second outing in our Halloween celebration is a momentous one. We are welcoming to the store for the very first time the ooh, infamous ooh, ooh. Charles Lee Ray, the one, the only, Chucky! <laughs> and of course, the devastatingly stunning Tiffany Valentine. But before we can send the lovebirds on their honeymoon, y'all know the drill. We would love for y'all to leave a comment and rate the podcast. If you love what you hear, hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you are streaming. Recommended rentals are a weekly staff pick, a film we either love, love to hate, or love to make fun of. You've never seen the film? Run it from our store and come back for all the deets. The beautiful couple are soon to be married. The bride and groom, a plastic duel from hell. It's time to prepare for the horror icon couple, Bride of Chucky. And now, our feature presentation. This rom-com, Drenched in Blood, is available to stream on the USAA or Sci-Fi app, Peacock Premium, and everybody's favorite, Fubo! <laughs> <laughs> I fucking knew that this was going like, to come back to bite me in the ass. And it's going to oh. haunt me forever. It is our longest running joke, and I don't think anybody else gets it except us. And I, don't think I am else okay care. with that. <laughs> I don't care, because I think it's, one, annoying, but slightly, but it, it, I still think it's hilarious. I don't it's care if you don't so care. It's so weird. It's it just, so weird. I swear it pops up when I'm least expecting it. <laughs> just like STIs. <laughs> anyway. I was waiting for it. I was like, it's going to come. It's coming. While we jam out to living dead girl, let's head on over to everybody's favorite segment. 420, which is Your grandma's favorite segment. Girl, I hope she enjoys it. I got a message from her the other day. She said, congrats. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did, did you, you smoke? smoke? Oh, okay. Who wants to go first? We're both high, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. All you do, you you keep smoking weed, 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 weed. This week I went to go pick up a new cart, and much like a kid in a candy store, I can't walk out with seeing what else is there. And they had a lot of pre-rolls on sale. 
Okay. Uh, I think last week I mentioned that brand Dimebag. Those came with these mm. uh, five cute little pre-rolls for 20 bucks. Mm. And this one was a little more expensive. This is from a brand called Loud Pack. This is... Um, these are also the same, like, five little mini joints. These were 30 And this is uh, Indica GMO. This is earthy, diesel, and fruity, it says, with a 30.72% total... Cannabinoids? Is that what it has? Sure. I don't ever fully believe the 30% because technically speaking, it's different for California from Colorado, but there is a 5% uh, up and higher. So it mm-hmm. could be that. It could be higher than that. More than likely, it's lower than that. Well, yeah. It, well, it breaks it down into THC and CBD, like the 29.87% is THC, and then it's only 0.16% CBD. Wow. But what did you smoke with this week's amazing film? Uh, before we recorded, I smoked a joint. It was an indica. Couldn't tell you the brand. My friend gave it to me and I said, thank you. And <laughs> I also uh, popped one of the Rob Hot's Robots edibles. Those suckers do not fuck around. I will tell you that yeah, and I'll tell you again. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, it's, it's, uh, uh, let's just say if killer dolls were to start, I would think it's the edibles. I don't know. If <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of killer dolls, though, I can't believe this is Chucky's first time at the store. That blows my mind. And can you believe? For, can you believe? We <laughs> could not believe it. Honestly, I, it's offensive. It's a little offensive, right? This is episode 67, <gasps> and we are Barely getting to Chucky. In honesty, it is a little disgraceful considering some of the other films we've covered and totally skipped the Child's Play franchise. But I digress. You know, we, I feel like we picked... It's a difficult it one. Is, but it is. But I feel it? like we should have because Don Mancini's a homosexual. So we should... A homosexual? <gasps> <laughs> so, uh, anyways, uh, I feel like uh, Bright and Chucky was a, a good one to start with because this is... Oh, yeah. This is the turn. This is this is the turn. This is the mm-hmm. turn. This is where we go into like really building this Chucky universe and um, lore <laughs> and lore, and it gets so campy and oh, meta gay. because this is post scream. Oh, this movie's so gay. Gay Chucky's gay. gay. Well, he's not gay, but he's an amazing ally. He's an amazing ally. It's so strange. I really want to ask, how do you feel about the franchise as a whole? I love it. I love it. I love it. I really like maybe the uh, so first one is great. Second, mm-hmm. mm, uh, like third one. Uh. Yeah, they really dip in the middle. But I, like I, we've stated, this Bride of Chucky was a really like revamp and rebrand, and it really I like the turn it took from here on out because we like Don Mancini just goes for it. He finally gets to do all the stuff he couldn't do with the first few films. Mm-hmm. I feel like he really gets to inject queerness campiness mm-hmm. humor this mm-hmm. is where chucky's like one-liners humor his aesthetic that we know now this really comes into cultivated. play this is where it was cultivated so it's really fun to do this one i agree with you the first one is good seventh heaven is all i ever think <laughs> about whenever i watch that one <laughs> Catherine hicks is there's better than that don't you dis- disrespect her like that uh, you know what i'll take i'll take the offensiveness away but i will not take away the she, statement she was uh, andy's mother first and foremost and a great mother a single mother uh How the did, second one on. I don't, my, why do you only say that child's play is okay 
I think it's a good movie. I like the first movie. The second one is fun. You just think it's good. You don't think it's great. This one, I'm not afraid to say it. I guess, spoiler alert, this is my favorite of the franchise. Bride of Chucky just gets it. They get the fun of it. Seed of Chucky goes all the way to camp. It's, oh, it's it, off it's the camping. rails. It is the camping ground. It is camp. <laughs> Uh, th- this one is that sweet little spot. There are parts of it that I do not like, and it's all the straight couples, and I'll get to there in a minute. But Ooh. this one is the most fun because it is the one, the only, Jennifer fucking Tilly. <laughs> yes. Okay. Need it, Need we say more? Need we say more? You know what? Let's just find out. Let's check out the VHS special features and find out who made and who starred in this film. Bride of Chucky, released October 16th, 1998. It has a runtime of one hour and 29 minutes. It is pretty short. That's with credits. Uh, oh, it is shit. rated R. Matey. Matey. A solid, uh, clean runtime of an hour and a half. Except for those. It, listen. 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 Jade and Jesse scenes. Cut him. Just cut him. <laughs> Just cut every last one. I know they're important to the plot. Cut it. Forget it. I don't want to see it. Take that hetero shit off. Take that hetero shit away from me. I'll get to it. Let's move on over to our taglines. Here comes the ride. There goes everyone else. This Halloween, Chucky gets lucky. The honeymoon's gonna be killer. This time, Chucky has a playmate of his own. This time, there's more to fear. I didn't realize this movie had so many other taglines. The only one that I fully remember is Chucky Gets Lucky. It's the only one I remember. Chucky Gets Lucky. And, and... Here Comes the Bride. But I didn't know Here Comes the Bride also goes to There Goes Everyone Else. I didn't know there was a second part to that tagline. Yeah, me neither. But, uh, the I mean, those two, the ones that we remember anyways, are solid. The mm-hmm. others are, mm, they're kind of lacking. They're very lacking. But this poster... I will say. Come on, Scream. <laughs> Icon. Icon. This is totally riff on Scream. Don Mancini totally credits Scream for this revitalization. Mm. I can't wait to talk about it. It's so much fun. You totally see the influence of Scream. Welcome back to the store. TCQ alumni Ronnie Yu, director of Freddy vs. Jason in 2003. Go check that out on our very first season. That was a great one. It really is. And uh, I could totally see the styles, like how they're the same. I knew you were going to say it. Because the number <laughs> one thing that I remember from Freddy vs. Jason when we talked about this director is that you stated, and I quote, There should have been growth for Bride of Chucky over to Freddy vs. Jason. You believe that they, because I, I like that they feel like they can be belong in the same timeline, but you don't like that. Is that what I said? Mm-hmm. Shit, I'll cut it out right now. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you to, bitch. That's a lot of work. I don't give a f- I don't give a f- I mean, it's good. I wouldn't say it's the best Chucky out of the series. It to- but in tonally, I feel like both of these movies can belong in the same universe. The same color, oh, yeah. palette, the way that it's shot, both feel like extravagant action horror movies. They shouldn't, though, because these movies came out like five years apart, so he should have grown as a director oh, by then, and he didn't. Oh, my God. <laughs> you have a lot of opinions <laughs> of me tonight, Shane. Fucking petty-ass bitch. Well, whatever. Fuck what I said. Wow. For our writer, it is the iconic Don Mancini, the creator and writer of the entire Chucky franchise. Mm, mm, the entire applause. franchise. Applause, applause, applause. I was doing behind the scenes research. I don't know if I keep this in. 
I had never seen Don Mancini before. Legitimately, I never knew what he oh, looked really? like. Yeah. He's kind of hot. Yeah, he's handsome. He's hot. I would totally. I would blow he's into him. Horror? Come on, I'm in. And he's yeah. queer, and he loves writing queer horror. Mm. God, my pants are already down. I didn't wear panties. And he's got money. Panties, no bra. That's what I gotta say about Don Mancini. No panties, no bra. No if bra. you ever listen to this episode, Don Mancini, I don't wear any panties and no bra. She never does. Ah! <laughs> Moving on to our cast. Oh my god, okay. This cat? Hold on. Gotta preface this with this cast. At least for the, like, the core cast. Fuck the straight couple. Yeah! Up. Chucky and Tiff. We got Brad Dourif returning as the voice of Chucky. Uh. Jennifer Tilly coming in as Tiffany Valentine. We have uh, Catherine Heigl as Jane. Boo! I know, I know. We have Nick Stable as Jesse. <laughs> Alexis Arquette as Damien. Already. May you rest in peace. Yes. Gordon Michael Wolvet as David. John Ritter as Chief Warren Kincaid. Another R.I.P. Another one. Lawrence Dane as Lieutenant Preston. Michael Lewis Johnson as Lieutenant Norton, also known as Needle Nose. James <laughs> Gallanders as Russ. Janet Kidder as Diane. Vince Carraza as Bailey. Kathy Najimy as hotel, <laughs> the hotel maid. I forget. I forget every time that I watch this that like, Kathy Najimy makes a little cameo in this. Chucky. Look. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Park Bench? Huh? For real? I I had to look it up on two sources just to make sure that I wasn't getting fucking dicked around here. This poor gentleman's name is Park Bench. And he's the stoner. Stage name. Judy Jergensen. Jergensen. <laughs> <laughs> we have Emily Whedon as the girl at One Stop. Ben Bass as Lieutenant Ellis, Roger McKean as the Justice of the Peace, Sandy Stifflebrand as the reporter. The only people that you should care about in this whole cast, the only people that everybody cares about is Brad Dorif and Jennifer Tilly. Mm-hmm. Listen, mm-hmm. I just need to state mm-hmm. that these kids, Jesse and Jade, make the stupidest decisions. They are ridiculous. Nothing makes sense. They're so boring. That's it. That's all I have. Those are the only kind, and that's all you're gonna hear from me. And they turn on each other on like a whim. Every two seconds. Every two seconds, these kids don't trust each other. I don't Much know. Just like I, every other hetero, hetero couple I know. I mean, they're always fighting. <laughs> the, everyone else is great. John Ritter is hilarious. He's very creepy as the Chief Warren Kincaid. Once again, another police officer named Kincaid. This is like the. Third time we run into the oh, name Kincaid. Where did we other know Kincaid? And then we also ran into Kincaid in uh, Dream Warriors three, but he wasn't a yeah. cop. Yeah. It's Kincaid has been it's been the theme throughout this season. It's been very I strange. If these are all references to like each other. <laughs> but we're gonna move on to race favorite segment. Reviews. <laughs> oh man, I can already yeah. see these reviews. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> IMDb gave it a 5.5 out of 10. On Metacritic, it averaged a 48 out of 100. Letterboxd, it got a 3.1 out of 5. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it got a 49% on the tomato meter and a 47% audience score. Damn. Damn, Gina. Damn. 
It's because of Jade and Jesse. I blame these oh. scores on that hetero <laughs> couple. Straight people, there was wrong with this movie. Ruining everybody's good time per usual. Wow. I saw this because yeah. I watched this on Peacock and I didn't realize Peacock shows you the tomato meter scores. Yeah. And I saw it and I was like, ooh, that's already foretelling of what the rest of the scores are going to be. Because I, I try not to look at any of this stuff until we record. And You want to go in uninfluenced. Yeah. And I was like, oh, girl. So now it is time to find out how this movie was made when we go into the behind the scenes featurette. We have a budget of an estimated 25 million and a box office gross worldwide income of 50 million. So you doubled your budget. This is a really big hit Not for bad. Chucky. Yeah. This is huge. a really good one. I'm glad it made its budget back because, girl, those animatronics were expensive. Oh my god, I can't wait to talk about the animatronics. For our script, after Chucky's third outing with Child's Play 3, Don Mancini and David Krishner wanted to take Chucky into a new direction. Thus, moving away from the returning legacy character, Andy Barclay, and talks and development of the film would begin in 1996 with the working title, Child's Play 4, Bride of Chucky. Mancini has stated that Scream inspired their work, stating, quote, Like most genres, the horror genre goes in cycles, and I think we can thank Kevin Williamson and Scream for reinvigorating the market. Over the years, I had been imagining new scenarios for this series. With his previous successes, we knew it was just a matter of time before we'd be bringing Chucky back. Mixing together horror, black comedy, romance, and part road movie, Mancini would create <laughs> this new Manci this new iteration. Let's talk about it. So, Child Play 3 is the military one, correct? The military school one? It's weird. It's so weird. It's a weird. strange one. I don't it's, like I, it. I don't like it either. It's my least favorite in the series. Yeah. So I think it was very smart of them to try and reinvigorate it, try to reignite Chucky for the 90s, essentially. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. This movie is very fucking 90s. Get over it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it multiple times. It was the 90s, Bill. Get into it. How do you feel about this new mix of horror, black comedy, romance, and a road movie? It's definitely a road trip film. Roadhouse. Uh, I cackled when you put that in there because I, I, I never thought about it that way, but it is. Love. Hello. You just described everything I love. Horror, black comedy. Well, not so much the romance, but sure, I'll take it. And road movie. Come on. With dolls? With demonic dolls? We're holding a straight couple captive? Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> and the dolls don't like kids? And they smoke weed in it? Yes. Ding, 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 ding. I've got all the things that I need. You checked all my boxes. I agree. I, I I love everything that is embedded with this movie. I think that's why I like it so much. It's so fun, irreverent. What's that word? Irrelevant? Or no, ir irreverent. Irreverent. It is meta. It's self-deprecating. It's mm -hmm. it's just Don Mancini being like, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. I'm just gonna write what I want to write, <laughs> yes. and I love it. Rude fucking doll. I fucking love this movie. It, and you could. I totally see, like, we've stated before, like, Scream's influence and, like, mm -hmm. how it totally reinvigorated the horror genre and kind of turned it, like, kind of held a premiere to it and allowed uh, this whole resurgence of all these movies, including Chucky. Moving on to pre-production. Ronnie Yu was hired after the production team were amazed by his film, The Bride with White Hair. Wanting his visual finesse, they allowed him to use creative freedom and the ability to hire his collaborators Peter Pao and David Wu from Hong Kong. The final piece of the puzzle was to bring on one Jennifer Tilly to take on the role of the iconic Tiffany Valentine. 
Being impressed with her work in Bound and Bullets Over Broadway, she was able to bring a comedic tone as well as a dramatic tension, the way only Miss Tilly could. I highly agree. Period. Period to Tina. I just want to talk about Ronnie, Ronnie you really, really quickly. I find it fascinating that they ventured out and picked up a director from Hong Kong who had mainly done like these crazy visual mm-hmm. kung fu horror embeddedness and to take that risk to really give Chucky this visual explosion that they hadn't had before mm-hmm. is so smart. I love that they took this risk. I love his direction in this movie because what he brings to it is God, it's just like a goth candy store of visual <laughs> delight. <laughs> it's it beautiful. It is. It really is. And it, it really does set itself apart from the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. It creates the new tone for the rest mm-hmm. of the series. We get darker. We go to different places. But this is where they were really like, we're going to try something new. And I love any time a franchise can do that. And it totally shows. And it, it totally shows. Miss Jennifer, a big titty tilly. Holy crap. First of all, they mentioned Bound several, like, twice in this movie. Well, anytime somebody mentions Jennifer Tilly, Bound is always mentioned because it (laughs) is the quintessential lesbian, queer, mystery, dark, hot film. And Jennifer Tilly made her fucking mark, and I think it's just genius that they brought her over. That voice! I, it's so, I don't even know how to describe her voice. It's both like angelic, but almost haunting. (laughs) And hot, but like a baby doll. Like. With like uh, a little bit of Jessica Rabbit in there. It's so, it's so unique. uh, Bride of Chucky was filmed within 12 weeks in and around Toronto, Canada. Around 50% of the film was done on a soundstage with exteriors utilizing Niagara Falls and Toronto's waterfronts. For the voice of Tiffany, Jennifer Tilly recorded her dialogue during a three-day recording session held in tandem with Brad Dourif before principal photography began. And I think that is great that they got to actually be in the same room because being able to feed off of each other is what makes this couple so great. <laughs> yeah, you can really feel the chemistry between them, even as dolls. And I think it's yeah. hilarious. It's great. Uh, you can also totally tell this is Canadian. Absolutely tell this is Canadian. Oh yeah, because Niagara Falls, uh, everything's just about the falls. Like, towards the end of the movie, it's all about Niagara Falls. It really is. It's so strange. I never, I forget that aspect. Because <laughs> it's not, it's, it's not important, that's why. Nobody cares. Sorry, Canada. We love you, though. Oh, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> the animatronics were a massive undertaking. Each doll would require seven puppeteers to manipulate. Three puppeteers handled the movement of each doll's facial features, which were done over radio-controlled transmitters. All of the dolls below the head movements were cable-operated by the remaining puppeteers. Including the skin of the dolls was a combination of silicone and foam latex, which was new for the franchise, which mainly used foam latex. Which I found out was incredibly difficult to light in the past iterations of Chucky. Foam latex kind of just sucks in light and doesn't Mm. allow bouncing off of to happen. So they were like, you know what? Silicone. You stinking sack of silicone! (laughs) You just couldn't have waited. I couldn't couldn't help it! Uh, All of the praise, we do this every time, anytime special, like, uh, practical effects are used. Mm -hmm. The, uh, so, ten, ten people, majority of the time, uh, seven to ten people were used per doll. That does not include Tiffany and Chucky being on the scene at the same time. That also doesn't include when actors had to interact with these puppets. I know for a fact 
at least two thirds of this budget went to the puppets. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and it shows and it paid off because these it dolls are fucking yeah. It still holds up. The dolls look fucking amazing, and these shots, these shots that they were able to get with these new ones are amazing. Oh, beautiful! It's a, it's a testament to their work because it's very jarring when we use digital effects for the puppets in the movie because it was the 98 so the digital effects aren't that great Mm -hmm. but you can totally tell when that changes i also love when they put actors in the chucky and tiffany costumes and have them find each other (laughs) from overhead it's so fucking good (laughs) especially like in the overhead shot so fucking good i can't wait to talk about it but before we continue and talk about our film i have to note the killer killer soundtrack blondie rob zombie slayer motorhead just to name a few this movie, I feel like, is better because of this soundtrack. I love this soundtrack. Come on. We got a fucking makeover sequence to Blondie? Mm. I think it's what made me such a Blondie fan. Really? That's fun. I love that. That's enough, everybody. It's time. How do do a dumpy Give me the power, I beg of you. What a crock of shit. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back after these messages. What's up, podcast people? I'm Lauren. And I'm Jared. And this is the Scary Crypt Podcast. We take your favorite scary movies and unpack blackness in the horror genre. Or the lack thereof. Oh! What you trying to say? Oh, I mean, just that we look at the genre with a critical lens and have a lot of fun doing it. That's that's true. That is true. We do unpack a wide array of horror films through a multifaceted and intersectional lens. And pick it apart in ways we hope to start a conversation amongst listeners. But before getting into our critique of the week, we crack open the Negronomicon to talk all things pop culture. Usually thoughtful. Always humorous. Scarily sincere. Listen to the Scary Crit Podcast every Thursday on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> See you in the future, podcast people. Our movie opens at the Lockport Police Department's Evidence Depository. We get glimpses of individual evidence lockers pertaining to the babysitter murders, the Camp Crystal Lake murders, and of course, the infamous Springwood murders. We join Officer Bailey as he steals evidence from a locker marked unsolved. He heads out and calls his accomplice on his cell phone. We hear the woman taunt him from the other line. Remember Bailey, curiosity killed the cat. He waits for the mystery woman in an abandoned warehouse and as he sits and waits, he lights a cigarette. Curiosity gets the better of him and he opens up the black bag containing the said evidence. And when he does, the woman approaches him from behind in the open window and slits his throat. As he bleeds to death, she makes her way to the passenger side, and we get a great introduction to a new character, Tiffany Valentine. She leans against the cop car, filing her nails with a bloody nail file, licking the blood off of her nail. She leans into the car and steals the evidence and Officer Bailey's lighter, which is engraved with his name. Tiffany checks the evidence before leaving, and we get another reveal of a dead Chucky, completely dismantled and barely held together. She says, Well, hello and we get an epic title card. Our opening credits are backed by Rob Zombie's Living Dead Girl while we watch Tiffany put Chucky back together. 
I even have to say, I even love the text that they used at the very mm -hmm. beginning of this. It's so old school. It gives you the impression right away, we're going to have fun. We're going to reference. We're going to reference again. And this is a completely different Chucky movie. Uh, how do you feel right out the gate? Scream's influence is felt. This is 98. This is two mm -hmm. years after 96. Mm -hmm. References upon references. How do you feel about it? Because I know some nerds aren't too keen. I love it. Why not? Like, Don, this is Don Mancini's chance to be meta and self-referential. And so he's going to go for it, even if they're not his franchises, which is why I didn't use their actual names in the breakdown. I was like, oh, we got to be careful. We don't got the rights to any of this, so we can't show too much. Copyright. Um, copyright. <laughs> exactly. But I love all the little nods. I think it's fun. And it, like you said, it's it sets you up for the movie you're about to watch. If you're already making references to all these other horror movies, it's canon, bitch. We're like, we're going there. These, these characters and these killers are going to be cognizant of the world that they live in oh yes absolutely and i think that's what makes it so fun it why don't listen i guess this is a complaint across the board but sometimes i get upset when the horror community just doesn't want to have fun <laughs> why does everything need to be oscar worthy hereditary deeply what's the word that they keep using it high concept high concept horror i think Besides the fact that that terminology, high concept horror, is bullshit. It's a way for people who don't watch horror to make themselves feel better about watching horror. <laughs> Just have fun, everybody. I'm sorry. Actually, no, I'm not sorry. Oh, have fun, for fuck's sake. Fun suckers. God, fun suckers. Because Officer Bailey immediately steals the evidence, which I don't get... So did they just have Chucky in the black bag the whole time? He really didn't know? Because how else would he have stolen Chucky if he didn't know what Chucky looked like? I guess he just, like, referenced the case number. And then like that, grabbed back. And just grabbed it, yeah, and ran out. Because he couldn't... Well, I mean, yeah, I guess ideally he would want to make sure that he was grabbing the right evidence in the right locker. But also he's stealing it, so he has to be quick about it. He doesn't really have time to sit around and make sure. I Plus it's creepy in the locker room. I would want to stick around there. It is. It's very creepy. Uh, we... Our first introduction isn't just the this, this slicing, it's the... And Bailey, don't you forget, curiosity killed the cat. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany is just nothing but, like, little one-liners. One yeah. <laughs> one-liners, she's such a ferocious sex bomb of a character, and just mm -hmm. by her voice, you could tell... I think it's hilarious that Jennifer Tilly can do this very soft, sexy voice and then also have this, like, guttural, menacing laugh when she laughs. Yeah. It's a really great combo. Uh -huh. She does have a very creepy laugh, especially, like, we'll get to it in the story beats, but later on, she has a very creepy laugh as the doll. Yes, she does. Uh, we then get Bailey trying to sneak in and get check out the evidence, but wham, bam, thank you, man. Do it to you. Uh, she fucking slices his throat with a nail file. Mm, a metal nail file. And then she turns around. We get, the first thing we see is the heels. The shoes, then baby. The get the nets. shoes. Get the shoes, baby. And then the leather skirt into the leather jacket with the, she looks so good with blonde hair and black roots. It's not even funny. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> oh my God, Michelle, that's it. She really does though. It's total like, pinuppy blonde bombshell meets goth 90s it's so good you know what it is pussy it's serving <laughs> pussy baby she was feeling pussy 
God damn. She is. She robs his ass too, and we get the cutest little. <laughs> like it's so cute. It's it just, Jennifer Tilly can do amazing, fun little comedic things like cool and steal an outfit. One, she just killed this officer. She gonna rob his ass, and she's gonna be campy while doing it. And then I'm not even joking. Within the next like thirty minutes, she does a complete one eighty and has a completely different character feeling and tone and mood. Don't you dare say that Jennifer Tilly is not a great actress to me, ever. She is an amazing actress, and I will give her all the flowers for bringing this role to life. It's fantastic. This role would be nothing without Jennifer Tilly, and I'm not afraid to say that. It's her delivery, it's the confidence, and until you said it, I really didn't notice it. She does go through a story arc. She goes through Mm -hmm. a really hard story arc. Tiffany goes through some shit. At this point, she's still wanting to be with that man that she loved so much who finally found the body. It's also this strange, like fascinative innocence to her at this point she just killed a guy cool that's fun i love that and she gives us well hello dolly (laughs) (laughs) and then it riffs into rob zombie's living dead girl and we get this cool shot of her walking out of this big empty warehouse with those uh really sexy uh fishnets with the line up the back She's a classy-ass, slutty goth. Murderer. Serial killer. I really don't have anything else to say. Like, it's... We've talked about some really... Actually, this is also a really great opener. We talked about Halloween having probably one of the best openers in horror. This Mm -hmm. is just beautiful and fun to watch. Yes. And I think that's another reason why we love it. We love... We love a movie with... a good solid opening you have to have a strong one bitch a gut punch if you can like suck me in out in the first five minutes i am in for the ride she says that to every day (laughs) i just said that the other week everybody i'm gonna come back to this everybody remember i'm gonna come back to this setting this beautiful trailer but we get her doll collection we get her shrine to charles lee ray Mm -hmm. my favorite thing about this movie is that it jumps it does not care if you have not seen these movies that's how (laughs) the rest of the chucky series actually kind of goes and i love that and actually applaud that i've i have fucking complained ad nauseum when you just Mm -hmm. go through the same shit over and over again you talk about the same shit over and over again you waste my time Don Mancini knows not to waste my time and immediately just makes you jump in. She's sewing him up. She staples him. It's this Frankenstein love of old horror that we get for the rest of this movie embedded with like 90 sharp-witted offensive humor that works (laughs) for me. I agree. This opening montage of her coming back to her trailer, her little, it's stunning by the way, this little tuna can trailer, it's all retro looking. Um, and it's littered with dolls, just dolls everywhere. She's a doll collector. She's also got a, just as a bin of doll parts, which is what she uses to put Chucky back together. It literally, like you said, it's a Frankenstein moment. It's Don Mancini's like nod to Frankenstein and classic universal monsters. And I fucking love it. He's sticking with this whole, uh, uh, aesthetic of like, Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein and meets goth meets queer it's I'm gonna overtly state it and I really don't mind is this franchise has welcomed queer horror in such a fucking great 
way. Uh, besides the fact that Don Mancino wrote it, directed, did all the had did the stuff. He goes on to direct Seed of Chucky. Uh, mm-hmm. This franchise is not afraid of its queerness, especially in the series. I highly suggest watching the series. I really oh, enjoyed so it. Uh, I even love Seed of Chucky, even though people hate it. It is so queer and not just showcasing white cis gay type of storylines. We get mm-hmm. trans identity later on. We get uh, queers of color. We get the identity of different things. And Chucky is an ally. And I want to state that because this opening sequence is so gay. Yay. It is so gay. It's hot. Tiffany gets off on making like this oh, yeah. doll. And Chucky gets like this makeover uh, that's hot it's weird it's iconic it's broken together there's flesh from underneath showcasing Mm. it's great it's just a breath of fresh air for the chucky series that kind of stays for the rest of the franchise but it's great and dare i say it makes him scary again it makes him (gasps) by this by the third movie he wasn't really that he wasn't as scary as he was in the first one for sure I feel like maybe at the I think at the time the animatronics really hadn't aged well for them in the movies, and so by this point they had to make him scary again, and they fucking did it. It they it's another sorry everybody it's probably obvious but it's the greatest nod to Frankenstein. We get mm. stitching, we get parts of a man made together. It's fucking sick. It's so good. This is just the opening, and this, and then all <laughs> of a sudden, and then. And then we immediately lose all of that in the next sequence. Honestly. Oh, Jesus. Gross. We join our new cast heading out to some sort of school dance. David, a blatant homosexual, pretends to be Jade's date in front of her uncle Warren, who also happens to be the police chief. As soon as the new couple leaves, Warren tips off one of his officers via his cell phone. We join David and Jade in the car, and Jesse, Jade's real date, reveals himself from the back seat. The friends begin to celebrate thinking they fooled the police chief when they're pulled over by his henchman, Needlenose. We rejoin Tiffany, who's brushing up on her voodoo as she places her reconstructed doll in the middle of a pentagram. She reads the voodoo chants from her book and waves her candle as it says, but her seance proves fruitless. She tosses the book and blows out the candles. She tosses the book and blows out the candles. She gets a knock at the door from her boy toy slash admirer, Damien. She lets him inside and scolds him for not being a serial killer. When she does, she realizes that her seance worked. Chucky is gone and left a trail. She attempts to use Damien as bait, but Chucky doesn't fall for it. Damien continues to attempt to seduce Tiffany, but she's too busy trying to find Chucky. Chucky finally reveals himself in an attempted jump scare, but Damien is more amused by the aged doll than frightened. Tiffany decides to give both of them a show. She handcuffs Damien's hands and feet to the bed frame, placing Chucky on top of him. Sorry, my edible just kicked in at this very second. (laughs) As she dances, she begins to tell Damien about the relationship she had with Charles Lee Ray, how he would kill someone for even looking at her. Just as Damien cracks a dick joke about Chucky, Chucky finally reveals himself with a full Reagan 180-degree head turn. Chucky rips the piercing from Damien's lip, causing it to gush blood and choking on it. Tiffany watches with enjoyment as Chucky puts a pillow over his face and sits on it while he catches up with her. I live, I laugh, I love. Um, let's talk about the wet blankets really quick that I need to get over with. <laughs> you know, we don't live, laugh, love for is Jade, David, and Jesse. Enough said. Period. Death to all of them. Oh, this is my show. I don't give a fuck. I'm coming to realization. I think this is the year of realizing things. I don't want to waste time 
on Jade and Jesse, and I'm not fucking around because they are the least interesting, most boring, worst parts of this movie. It's because Don Mancini did not know how to write for straight, straight couples. <laughs> Can't relate. I agree. These characters are boring. I, I Jesse's hot. That's it. Jesse's so hot. That's but it. that does not save him from anything else. It doesn't save him from being a terrible actor. Sorry. Uh, the, the, their dialogue, the script between them wasn't great either. I feel like they definitely didn't have chemistry, and I don't know if that has to do with Katherine Heigl being a notorious difficult person Ooh, to work with. Uh, um, you use the word difficult the death <laughs> sentence in Hollywood! <laughs> I said what I said, Tina. I don't know what to tell you. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. These, I, this is the the like lulling points of the movie is between And it happens and multiple times, because unfortunately we have to get to know these guys. The only really good thing is John Ritter as the chief of police. Uh, mm-hmm. He's slimy. He's gross. He's uh, when I first watched this, I thought he liked Jade. And that was the vibes that I was getting off of this. Like the creepy uncle. And it Ew. may well be what Don Mancini was writing. But uh, I think he's a great extra protagonist that we get rid of so quickly. Jade, when you turn 18, you can go to hell for all I care. But until then, I'm stuck with you. I was like, cool. But let's skip to them, because unfortunately we're going to come back to them. We come back to Tiffany, doing her iconic seance, and I'm absolutely going to post the pictures of us trying to conjure up Chucky at (laughs) Mystic Museum's 90 Slasher uh, exhibit. Great time. I cannot wait to see what you guys continue to do. Huge fans here. I love any time we use the voodoo in Chucky. I'm a sucker for it. It makes no sense. It's stupid, and it knows that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's all made up, and it's great. I I especially love Tiffany's, like, version of it, because we've heard Chucky say it a million times. We know it by this point. So to hear, to to see Tiffany reading Voodoo for Dummies and trying to bring back her dead boyfriend into this doll is hilarious to me. And when it doesn't work for her, she just... Awake! Awake, awake, awake! What a crock! And then just tosses it! (laughs) I'm done with this now. I just wasted all the time. Kill the cop for nothing. Now I want to talk about it. Because this is when we get to see a majority of it. This trailer, which is obviously a set, because this is the biggest trailer of the tiniest outside I've ever seen... (laughs) The 90s were great to goths. Like, I cannot overstate that. She was so hot. This outfit. This. Hot. Uh, her tattoo. It, oh, the heart-shaped tattoo that follows her as a doll. Uh-huh. I, uh, it's so stunning. It's so stunning. You know what does it for me? Is the Spice Girls holographic style mm-hmm. inflatable curtain things that she has. <laughs> It is a beautiful set. There's beautiful costuming. The makeup is so 90s. Did you see the thin, pencil-thin eyebrows? Ugh, it's so, but she pulls it off. No, she does. I've complained about these brows before, but Miss Tilly. Periases. <laughs> we get introduced played. to Damien, played by the infamous and iconic, may you rest in peace, Alexis Arquette, uh, trans actor, beautiful. I love what they do here. I love that we play with gender. I love that Alexis Arquette was placed in this role. And mm-hmm. fuck, are they great at it. I yes. love them in this role. They're so hilarious. 
I agree. I agree. I love that they're just pining over Tiffany and they just want to be their like sub essentially. And um, oh. but I who I wouldn't love, look at her? I love that Tiffany wants Damien to kill somebody, like in order for you never to really even... actually killed anybody, did you? Did, did you? You, you pathetic worm. <laughs> She throws the boiler right at him. I fucking love this interaction, too. She's so good. She can turn on a dime, but I could see why Damien's like, uh, mommy, what? Mommy, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, she's so good. It's the realization, though, that Chucky's alive. That pause, that string that you get all of a sudden in the soundtrack. I'm a sucker mm-hmm. for it. I love a good reveal. The mayhem is about to begin. The, the story just begins. It's just like, Chucky's alive. Okay. Chaos is about to ensue. <laughs> it's great. It just organically unfolds. I think my favorite part about this whole interaction, though, with Damien and Tiffany is that this is when we get to see that innocence that I talked about that we weirdly get from this homicidal maniac Tiffany, mm-hmm. uh, is that Tiffany could be so sweet. She is, yeah, she is a femme fatale. She is a goth dream. She's a, a woman who wants to murder and she wants death and to kill but she also has like these this innocent ideology of romance, yeah. which is she can be all of those things. She could be both. She's just <laughs> a cute little complex character. She really is a com- you're such a complex character, Tiffany Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> Talented, brilliant, incredible, amazing show. She really is because she juggles these two dichotomies of this sweet, innocent young girl still just pining for that romance but also she's still a homicidal killer (laughs) because she gets off on seeing chucky kill damien it's like as soon as she rip as soon as chucky rips up the ring and starts gushing blood and laughing maniacally tiffany gets she starts laughing too and she starts getting into it she just watches in amazement as chucky suffocates damien Oh, it's an excellent sequence. I love her tying Damien up. I love her trying to entice no longer Damien. He's no longer in the picture. It is all about Chucky, especially when they find him. Chucky? He's so 80s. He's not even scary. (laughs) (laughs) That is such 90s humor, and I love Alexis Arquette for doing it. It's so great. It's the striptease. It's... He was the best I ever had. It's... uh, Anybody uh, who even looked at me, Chucky would have their way with them. Their relationship is so fucked, it's natural born killers. I was gonna say the exact same thing. It's Barbie and Clyde is what it is, and I stinking love it. But it's Chucky's... Oh, because Damien says... uh, Come on, baby, he ain't even big enough to take a woman like you. It ain't the size that counts, asshole. It's what you do with it. It's rips that sucker out. It's it's so good to hear his voice. I'm not gonna lie. Nobody can do Chucky like Brad Dirk. It's the same thing with uh, Robert England and Freddy. Like you just you can't. The two go hand in hand. (sighs) It's good to see Chucky kill again. (laughs) Yeah, second, second kill. Oh, you're right. You're it's right. our second kill. The first kill of the movie happened within the less than like four minutes of the film. So kudos. Uh, this is uh, this is Chucky's first kill, and we haven't seen him in a minute. So it's great to see him do it. And it's a piercing getting ripped out, and then a suffocation. It's pretty gruesome. But of course, Chucky's first words are it's about his dick. <laughs> yeah. If that isn't an implication of what you're in store for. And then I love the just hi, Tiffany. 
How you been? Peachy. Because Tiffany, the last thing I'm going to say, because of her innocence, is the last thing, the, the words that come out of her mouth is literally, Ten years is a long time, Chucky. Besides, I was never actually with him. You know me. I'll kill anyone, but I'll only sleep with someone I love. Aww. Yeah, that, see, that right, th that's the perfect line. That is the perfect line to give you a glimpse into, like, the psyche of Tiffany Valentine. It's, she's so cute. I don't, I, I think the only other person that makes me feel like, oh my God, they're so cute when they kill is Sam from Trick or Treat. Uh, like, yes, <laughs> yes, it evokes that same energy. It's so cute. Back with Nino Nose and the quote high schoolers, clearly played by people in their late 20s. <laughs> they're all getting a breathalyzer <laughs> test. The chief shows up and scolds Jade and forbids her from seeing Jesse. Warren takes Jade home and David tells Jesse he and Jade just run away together. Back with our newly reunited couple, Tiffany reveals that she's been waiting for Chucky and that she's never taken the ring off that he left for her the day he was murdered. Chucky informs her that the ring used to belong to a Mrs. Vivian Van Pelt and that it's worth five or six K. Tiffany is distraught when she realizes that Chucky was never going to ask for her hand in marriage. She quickly turns on her lover and locks him up inside the makeshift nursery. She confesses how she's been a prisoner to Chucky's love for too long, and now it's his turn. She lays in her bed crying next to Damien's dead body. The next day, Tiffany drags Damien's dead body out of her trailer via a large chest. She calls on her super buff neighbor, Jesse, to help her put the chest in her car. Tiffany flirts with Jesse and even tries to ask him out for a drink, but he politely declines, stating that he's seeing someone else. The high schoolers, ew, whatever, they're in love. Ew. Um, ew. <laughs> Just ew. Can we say ew again? Ew. ew. <laughs> yeah. I love the, I love the only thing it's again, John Ritter. He saves these scenes for me. You won't end up on Jerry Springer with some trailer trash low life. Ooh. You fuck. You won't. Not Jade anyway. <laughs> Not anymore. Like what the fuck? That was What is this line? That was definitely Don Mancini right there. <laughs> What do the straights say? Yeah, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> Not Jade, anyway. That and was John Ritter gives it with such conviction. He's <laughs> For your consideration. Wow. That was so powerful. Academy Award. <laughs> uh, and then the little gay friend tells Jesse, yeah, you and Jade should totally run away together. Get the fuck out of my life so I can get some dick. Don't listen to a blonde white twink. I'll say it again. <laughs> she speaks from experience. <laughs> <laughs> Fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> Fool me three times, you ain't gonna do it again. <laughs> I agree, though. Don't trust no blonde tweet. Not a joke, just a fact. You want to go back to Chucky and Tiffany? Yeah, yeah I absolutely want to go back to Chucky. Because Tiffany makes Chucky's favorite Swedish meatballs. Sweetie, you shouldn't have. It's so cute. It's a running theme. It continues throughout the series. This fucking joke about Swedish meatballs. I fucking They're love it. They're very good. Swedish meatballs are very good. Are they the Ikea meatballs? Ikea. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Then yes, I, I do love Swedish meatballs. Yeah, she does. Yeah, I do. Oh my God. Time and place. And you did it at my birthday dinner. Uh, we, th this innocence again is there, but then Miss Tilly able to switch it on a fucking dime when she finds out that she wasn't actually waiting for... Chucky never planned to marry you. You weren't gonna ask me to marry you? 
it's Chucky's response, though. What are you, fucking nuts? (laughs) (laughs) I love that response. And then, and then we cut to this amazing shot of, uh, it's like a close-up of Tiffany in the foreground and in the background you can still see Chucky in focus and she's lit like a, like a Dario Argento movie. It is a beautiful shot and you see her, her switch immediately in that shot. She's no longer love-struck and everything. She realizes that it's, Chucky is still Charles Lee Ray and he's never gonna change. He's still the same person. Even though she's in love with him, like, see, half we praise the divas on this show: Tony Collette, uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Nev Campbell, SMG, Miss SMG. If you're nasty, Miss Sarah Michelle Geller, Jennifer Tilly for me is in that pantheon. Absolutely, Absolutely. fuck. She, she's not a final girl. She, that's what's so fascinating is that I root for Tiffany every time. I, whatever she's doing, I root we for Tiffany. We always do. Like, you root for Chucky. You root for Chucky, and then now that we have Tiffany, you root for Chucky and Tiffany. Sometimes Tiffany more. And then when we get Glenn Glenda, sometimes you root for them even more. I love it. It's, it's so fun. This series is so fun. One of my favorite shots, because it sticks into my brain, is when she goes to lay down after shoving Chucky into the drawer and telling him, I'm a, I've been a prisoner to your love, which is also a great line for me is when she lays down next to Damien and takes the pillow, we see Damien's <laughs> full reveal of their dead body. And it's the, move out of the way, I'm trying to lay down. <laughs> the butt bump and the song, it's a cover, it's a great cover. Um, it's a great shot. And it, like I said, we get these turns with Tiffany. Like she really does give us a character arc and she she does have the range, darling. She's got the range. Um, she's got the range, she's all baby. sad and depressed in this bed, still sleeping next to a dead body. So it still gives you, like, she's still like a serial killer in her own right. It's so fascinating. I really love it. I love what she's able to do. Uh, we shoot back to, to one of them. At least it's a, sh- a hot shot. It's uh, Jesse cleaning up his car and shit. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, this is not a teenager. This is CW rules. <laughs> it really is. Jennifer still being charming, soft, sweet, evil, sh- dragging out, d- dragging out Damien's body, having to shove the hair back into the case is <laughs> awful. Stringy hair. Get a new conditioner. Your ends are totally split. You ever see something and suddenly can't stand to look at it? Yeah, that's how I feel about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I like where she says, um, uh, he's like, you want me to put it in, in the car? <laughs> you can do it. Lift with your knees. <laughs> Tiffany, where the fuck are you? Company? I'm babysitting. Foul mouth little fucker. <laughs> this, it, it's just, for me, for Tiffany, it's just one line after another after another. I could sit here and quote her all fucking day. I love it. While smoking a cigarette. I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. I haven't for a very long time. But the but... way that she smokes it <sighs> with her hand up and the with the nails, baby. Did you catch? Did you clock the manicure? <laughs> and again, the hair. Quaffed. The bob. Oh. Although I do not believe for one second that she has enough room in that tiny tin can trailer to do that hair. She's got room for a bathtub. I saw her now. So <laughs> I don't care that it's not believable because she's so aesthetically pleasing. Oh, and she tells, she tells him, you know, take care of her. Eh. 
Oh yeah, th this is where we get uh, yeah the, the lions that come into play later. It's like my mother always said, a woman spends all day cleaning. The least he could do is do the dishes. She's kind of a philosopher, my mother. <laughs> she's so good. I. She's so sweet that she holds on to like, her mother that way. She also holds on to Martha Stewart, the most beautiful my running idol. joke. <laughs> Tiffany returns home with a new bride for Chucky. She tosses the doll inside with a serial killer, and he's less than amused. Chucky rips the wedding ring off the doll and uses it to slowly carve through the wooden bars of the playpen. Tiffany's too busy soaking in her tub watching the Bride of Frankenstein to hear Chucky break out of the pen. He makes his way into the kitchen arming himself with a knife, and then into the bathroom dragging the doll bride behind him. He jump scares Tiffany, but she kicks him across the bathroom, causing the knife to fly out of his hand. Chucky, always being quick on his feet, rolls the cart that holds the TV. Tiffany was watching into the bathtub. Tiffany screams in anguish as Chucky relishes in his element. After Tiffany is officially dead, Chucky begins his incantation, transferring Tiffany's soul from her human body to the doll. At first, the spell doesn't seem to have worked, but when Chucky leans in for a closer inspection on the dead human Tiffany, the doll rises behind him. When Tiffany realizes she's been transferred to the doll, she wails in anguish. After some quippy dialogue between the dolls, Chucky informs Tiffany that the only way out of them is to dig up his corpse in Hackensack, New Jersey. They have to extract his amulet, the heart of Dumbala, from his coffin. Tiffany calls Jesse over the phone and sweet-talks him into hand-delivering the dolls to New Jersey. Ugh, the worst part about this movie, they have to go to New Jersey. <laughs> the true horror. <laughs> da -na -na. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding, never been. With this ring, I wed. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love this introduction of the new doll pre-makeover. That thing is gross. That thing is gross looking. I don't like the black hair. It does. It Tiffany definitely makes it better, but also that face is one only a mother can love. Oh wow. Uh huh. Yeah, and it's pretty plain looking, and I love the fact that she just like tosses the doll in there and then throws a handful of rice in Chucky's face. <laughs> He's like, "You are so dead, <laughs> Chucky. She's beautiful." <laughs> <laughs> Blowing smoke in his face. I fucking love it. Uh, we then move on to, m this is my favorite death sequence in the whole movie. D of course Tiffany's, it goes yes. to Tiffany. Tiffany f is bathing in the bathtub. Like we said, ironically enough, in this small ass trailer, she fit in enough room for a TV, the bathtub, and room around her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is great. It's Jennifer Tilly being sexy, watching the news. Also... This is the day after the passing of Angela Lansbury. May she rest in peace. She's, I, I adore Angela Lansbury, but she's watching Murder, She Wrote. We're talking about today, the recording of. <laughs> yes, the recording of. The recording of this, I apologize. The recording of this is the day after Angela Lansbury passed. So it's very strange that she's watching Murder, She Wrote. Uh -huh. I love flipping through all of it and... Not to be afraid of actually putting in the reference you're doing is great to me. Oh, like, I know yes. the way you're saying. I love that yes. she sits there and she she really does watch the movie and she gets into it. She's she's even emotional uh, at the end of the movie when you know the uh, Frankenstein's monster ends up killing himself and the bride, stating, "We belong dead." It's such like a running theme with this movie. I love it. It's. The best parts of this movie are their relationship and where it goes and how it evolves, the peaks and valleys of it all, because they're crazy, but yet they still have these um, great emotional beats. I love mm. that Don never sheared away from the fact that this is 
his version of that movie. This is his play on it. It's a great mixture and a great way to say it. I'm like, hello, here's my reference. <laughs> right? But this epic kill of Chucky tossing TV into the um, bathtub after his failed attempt of stabbing her. And I love that we get the, like, literally, like, almost split-screen image of Jennifer Tilly screaming in anguish, dying, and then the screaming of the Bride of Frankenstein as the TV, like, dips in and out of the bathtub. It's great movie-making. It really is. And then it... My favorite shot the whole thing, though, is when Chucky checks back into the bathtub and we get her dead eye just Mm. underneath the water. It's sick imagery. It's stunning. And then the puppets come into play and we get to see this. Jim Henson is jealous. These are (laughs) great. I wouldn't marry you if you had the body of a G.I. Joe. Hey, Raggedy Ann, you looked in the mirror lately? Who the f***? you think you are how do you feel about their dynamic at this point when they're dolls this is where we definitely start to lean into more dark humor on borderline camp um but i I love it there's a 30 percent chance that (laughs) that this is his camp (laughs) (laughs) all right we'll see as uh, we'll see as we progress how campy it gets they're they're back and forth is the it's so flames Flames on the side of my face. Flaming homosexual. Shut up. You shut up. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like little kid humor. Um, but we're here. He finally tells her about like how they're going to be able to get out of the... Uh, excuse me. From here, they, uh, Chucky tells Tiffany how they can get out of the doll bodies. They need to go back to New Jersey, in Hackensack, New Jersey, to dig up his dead body, get the heart of Dumbala, and, you know, put their souls in somebody else. But it's believable in, in like, the canon that it is... Yeah. No, that makes sense. Sorry, didn't mean to Yeah. <laughs> in the Chucky world, it's believable. It re- It is. And I think it's... Come on, let's go for a road trip. Of course I want to see these dolls go across, like, the U.S. Let's oh, see yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I'll steer and you can work the pedals. <laughs> work dolls, you dope. Oh, God. I'd love to see it. Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Our movie resumes with a Tiffany Valentine makeover set to Kame by Blondie. After the bleach treatment, Jesse comes to pick up the dolls and heads out to pick up Jade. He surprises Jade with the $500 and asks her to marry him. The couple run inside to pack her bag. As the couple runs off, Warren approaches the van to plant marijuana for Needle Nose to find later. When he gets into the car, he can hear Tiffany laughing from the front seat. When Warren leans in to investigate, Chucky cuts the electrical line to the airbag, causing all the nails Tiffany set up to come flying at him in the face, killing him instantly. Or so we thought. The duo quickly cleans up the mess and stash the weed before Jesse and Jade can get back. Immediately after they embark on their journey, they're immediately pulled over by Officer Needlenose. Jesse tells Jade to get them food for the road while the officer begins to search Jesse's car and nearly discovers the chief body when Tiff kicks him in the head and Chucky throws the weed into the corner, garnering the officer's attention. Needlenose confronts Jesse and tells him to wait while he calls the chief. Chucky decides to secure the ride and take care of Officer Norton on his own. He uses a shirt and the lighter Tiffany stole from the dead officer to set Needlenose's car ablaze. When the police officer's car blows up, chaos ensues, and the couple makes their escape. So we get our epic, epic makeover scene. A doll makeover scene. Aside from Toy Story, I don't know if we've ever had a doll makeover scene. 
I was going to say the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love the music. I love the sequence. I love montages and I love makeover sequences. This is iconic. Oh my God. Does she turn this bitch out? Yeah, she does. She even gets over fake mole. (laughs) It's so good. The dark lipstick, the, the, the eyeshadow, the blonde hair and black roots. Barbie, eat your heart out. Cause she's beautiful and bad. That has been your new favorite this season. (laughs) But it's, it's iconic. It's a great makeover scene. Like you didn't know you needed a doll makeover scene until now. Oh, I know. It's so gay. (laughs) So gay. Gay. She's gay. Gay. Move, I'm gay. We get more boring. This is just more catalyst for the story. We get boring ass, you know, straight couple shit with Jade and Jesse. So stupid. What does that mean? A thousand dollars. And this boy's like, oh my God, we can start a new life. We can do this together. I even checked for inflation to see if this meant a lot in 1998. It would only be $1,800 now. And even Mm. for $1,800, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, let's go start a life. Where? Underneath the freeway underpass? No. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate this. I don't like it. It's it's boring and non-relatable. They may t- I, listen. This may be extreme. We've watched Leprechaun. We've watched Cursed. We've watched Ghost of Mars. <laughs> These two are my least favorite main characters in any film that we've seen. Ever, ever, wow. ever. I'm talking about Jennifer Aniston and Leprechaun. I'm talking about Jesse Eisenberg's acting in Cursed. Ooh. I am talking about the the insanity that is all of the bad movies we've watched. I cannot stand these two. And there's been a lot of them, y'all. I cannot stand these two. I agree. I agree. They're very, like, flat characters. And they can deliver. All T, all shape. And I th- that's probably it. It's just that they're kind of blind characters. But their acting is just like... It is. It's trash. It's garbage, mama. Here we go. We move on to Warren trying to frame these kids. Frame Jesse. Planting some money. Planting some weed. I just love that Don Mancini... uh, I'm just like... Do you think he's saying cops are bad? Because I would have never thought that cops are bad. (laughs) This is so uncharacteristic of them. I love it. I also love love that they're like, Tiffany asks as uh, Warren's trying to break into the van, what's he doing? Chucky goes, he's fucking with our ride. So immediately, Chucky pulls out his knife, his good old trusty knife. And I love this quippy little dialogue between uh, Chucky and Tiffany. Because were you born with that knife permanently glued to your hand? And she, uh, and she tells him to be more creative. And she finds, what? What would Martha Stewart do? Who the fuck is Martha Stewart? My idol. Aww. And what does Martha say when uh, guests arrive unexpectedly? We improvise. And she finds a jar of nails. Was this post or pre- Pre-jail Martha? Pre-jail. This is pre-jail Martha? I'm pretty sure this is pre-jail Martha. This is definitely pre-Snoop Dogg marijuana business. Oh, 100%. Doing that gig. I love that she's using the ideologies of Martha Stewart to be a more creative killer. Not for <laughs> cooking, for kill, for kill, not for cooking, for killing. 
Why not? You can tell you can tell a queer wrote this. Because Martha Stewart doesn't create serial killers, she makes serial killers more creative. <laughs> Is that true? It's very true. And that's the tea, sis. <laughs> but this is great. And then they get a re- we give a reference to Pinhead from Hellraiser. And we even get a line. So he gets these nails into his face. It looks horrific. Mm-hmm. It, it The way that they plant his like mouth also is very strange. But using an airbag with nails? Come <laughs> so on. So creative. So creative. Uh, it's the line, though. Why does he look so familiar? <laughs> <laughs> They're great. It's the banter. It's the killing. It's it's just when Chucky is best is when it's irreverent and just so much fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Chucky steals the weed because Chucky knows what's real. Oh, Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he does do that. And they even get high in the car. Oh yeah, they do because they keep going forward. They are pursued by Needle Nose, which is the grossest name. There's a lot that happens here that I just boil down. Yeah, there's so much that happens in the sequence because they traverse on essentially what boils down to. They get pulled over again. Miss Catherine Heigl, Jade, goes crazy and saying that she... Punches officer and that she's going to kill him. Everybody witnesses it. Hold on. Real quick. Only white people could get away with fucking threatening a police officer in public and hitting him and then still walk away. It's because everyone else was high. That's true. Everybody, everybody in this parking lot was getting high and there was food trucks there. I want to know what this event was. Whatever. White people are going to white. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I know I complained about the special effects earlier when we were talking about the digital effects and then mixing it with like the actual practical effects of the puppet. Uh But seeing a computer Chucky quickly turn into a a person in a Chucky (laughs) suit crawling kills me every time. Please smoke before you watch this. They smoke before he goes on this murder spree. You should do the same. Honestly. But I love when he gets there and he finally, like, this is a creative kill as well. He takes the flannel, stuffs it in the officer's police car tank, like the gas tank, and then lights it on fire. But I love, as he's crawling back, one, he drops the lighter, which is traceable later. And then as he's, like, crawling back, he comes across another stoner who sees him. He's literally, like, smoking a joint in his car. And when Chucky sees him, he just flips him off. And the stoner just goes, rude fucking dog. <laughs> Probably my favorite line from this movie. It, it Mayhem ensues when this car explodes. Everybody's freaking out. But now we get to a point that keeps going and I get annoyed with it because I just don't like them is when the two lovebirds begin to question each other after they agree to quickly get married, after they quickly agree to run away because that's their decision. Gross. Ew. Whatever. But it goes nowhere for me every time. They just argue, forgive, argue, get married. I don't care. I'm skipping ahead because it's boring. (laughs) It is. Clap if you care. Clap Clap if you care. It's terrible. They're toxic. They're... They're... Chucky not... and Tiff are toxic, but they're just not good. <laughs> but they're the fun kind of toxic. This couple's the kind of boring toxic. <laughs> I just, I'm here for the deaths. I'm here for Tiffany and Chucky just killing everybody in their path. It's the greatest thing. I'm here for the mayhem people, and that's what I am. That's what I love. <laughs> Same. If you do with your love, you ain't got to work a day in your life. If the Lord can lead you to it, he, he can, can lead, lead you through, through it. While on the road, they get a call from David informing them that they're now fugitives and that Warren is missing. After a few hours' drive, the couple pulls over to get married in the Chapel of Love. 
While the couple gets married, Tiff and Chucky have a heart-to-heart conversation, which is interrupted by the undead Warren. Chucky finishes him off with his trusty old knife. Back in the honeymoon suite, the newlyweds watch news coverage of their murderous rampage. Their wedding night is interrupted by the newlyweds next door who invite themselves in and swipe Jesse's wallet. Tiffany sees this and follows them back to their room where she uses a champagne bottle to break a mirror mounted above their waterbed to kill them. This murder scene causes Chucky to fall in love with Tiffany all over again. He puts a ring on her finger and the two commemorate their love on a blood-soaked shag rag. Back with the newlyweds, they each call David on their own, professing their fears of their lovers. The next morning, the partner swapping newlyweds who try to rip off Jesse are discovered by the maid. The duo immediately try to make a run for it and are joined by their good Judy, David. He is a good Judy. Poor good Judy. I know, he just ends up getting killed. Don't have straight friends, y'all. Ugh, that's the lesson here. <laughs> that is disgusting. But we're going to talk about David anyway. I want to talk about David because he is a good Judy. He is a great Judy, and he gets his, unfortunately, he gets destroyed by the straight couple once again. Hello. <laughs> but <laughs> Don Mancini, I don't understand the white blonde experience, but being the third wheel between a couple is the true queer experience. <laughs> <laughs> T. Um, but the couple, they, do you love me? Yeah. Okay. And then they go and get married. What? What? <laughs> It's gross. I don't... I, Prove I, your love to me. Get married. Honestly, don't even want to talk about it. Are they old enough to get married? I think Jesse is. I think Jesse's older. He lives on his own. Okay, sure. Yeah. It's um, probably legal. Mm-hmm. It's some square state. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't care. Moving on. Tiff and Chucky have a heart-to-heart, interrupted immediately by Warren, who's still alive. <laughs> it, still, it still gets me. I know he's alive. But the jump scare and seeing him and then him screaming just still gets me. I love that the dolls scream. I love that Chucky and Tiffany are just as horrified by seeing him. And then when Chucky finally finishes him off, Tiffany's turned on. She goes, that was hot. Right? Uh, Sure. Oh, the only thing I want to know, the chapel and the setting from here till we move forward. This like neon church vibe. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Love it. I'm so for it. And these cheesy little, like, honeymoon sweets. I'm pretty sure it has, like, a heart-shaped jacuzzi tub. Oh, absolutely. I'd wa- I would wash it myself before I got it. I tub. wouldn't, know. I wouldn't set foot in that tub. You're going to get chlamydia. We are going to pretend we didn't hear that. Oh, but so this gross couple comes in. Uh, I'm assuming... Swingers. Swingers, but th- this is what they do, right? They're just like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, grifters, I guess. Like, just to go and steal people's shit. Sure, why not? Okay. So, I don't know who they are, but I love them. They're so it's such it's so random. This it's this couple so random, this kill is is great, but it's so I think they just threw it in there just to have another kill. Um but this kill is great because so, I, I'm so for it. Because Tiffany sneaks into their room and they're getting busy on the heart shaped bed and she throws the champagne I don't believe it, but she throws a champagne bottle up above their bed into the mirror, breaks it, and the glass shards just uh-huh. raining down on the bodies, and it pierces them. It pierces the waterbed, and we just see this cool explosion. explosion of blood uh-huh. and water, and it just comes spilling over the entire suite, spilling over Chucky's feet, and he's in awe. He gets like erect immediately. <laughs> erect tiffany's feeling it she's feeling good and then he proposes to her with the 
sliced <laughs> finger of the the woman and takes the ring off. It takes him a minute. With his and mouth. then he hands it to her. Oh, I know. Places it on and immediately, puppet sex. Oh, we get, we get doll, doll sex. sex. Yeah, for the first time on the pod. I never thought we'd be here. And yet, it feels really good, guys. If I'm... I'm happy to be here. It's Academy Award winning because they're so brave. <laughs> I remember distinctly when this movie first came out and seeing the posters and, and the tagline of Chucky Gets Lucky. I was thinking, I was like, is that going to be a doll sex scene? Every, that was that was everybody's question going into this movie. Do, do we see Jamie Lee's breasts? Is there going to be a doll sex scene? And they gave it to us. We didn't get a full one. We just get like a, you know, a shadow kind of show. But it's, I, it's, it's enough for me. I don't think I need to see a penetration. <laughs> would, the, would they have gotten an NC-17 if they... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it would be a sex toy, technically. It's insane. And the only way they figure that out is because Tiffany starts crying because she's so happy. Because I always cry at weddings. And they check to see if all the plumbing works because <laughs> Chucky states, I am anatomically correct, you know. Yeah. Uh, Chucky, do you have a rubber? Tim, look at me. I'm all rubber. Uh, I, I, I thought you were plastic. Tim, what? Kiss me. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute. It's so cute. And we still get moments and everything too. They are in love, and you cannot convince me of anything else. <laughs> we love to see it. The only kind of heterosexual couples I want to see on this podcast are doll serial killer heterosexual couples. And that is all we will stand. And then, of course, the I said it, I'll say it again. Of course, this is the queer experience. Being forced into your straight friend's drama? At, like, 1 a.m.? This is before caller ID and everything, so he had to pick up the phone. It could have been trade. That's why he picked up the phone. He was waiting for that dick call. <laughs> he was like, fuck, it's Jane. Hold on, the other line. Fuck, it's Jesse. <laughs> you know we're still on the call. Oh. Uh. <laughs> but, uh, I, this, it's just, they're unlikable characters. They're already turning on each other. They don't trust each other, yet they got married. It's very heterosexual. I can't relate. Oh, no. The most important part is we get two minutes of Kathy Jiminy as a maid. She's so, even still, in a fucking Chucky movie, is she still just so delightful and bubbly? That's how you know she's a good actress. It's just she's in it for like two minutes. And I'm like, ah, oh, icon. Icons, man. Hocus Pocus. Sister act. Hocus Pocus 2. Sister <laughs> I don't know what else she's in. <laughs> I'm keeping it in. I am I keeping still love it her. in. I, I still love her. I love her in those movies. But I love her discovery of the body. So she just comes in and she's just, this is a normal day at work for her. She's like, oh, these newlyweds. What did they get into? <laughs> I'm sorry. Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Let it go. It's an antique joke. (laughs) (laughs) While on the road, David lays it out for them, stating that they're both wrong. Warren is a serial killer. He smells something bad coming from the car, and when he begins to investigate the smell, he discovers Warren's body. He snags Warren's gun and orders Jesse to pull the car over. 
He jumps out and flags down a patrolman. He shows them Warren's body, which causes them to start accusing each other of being the murderer. Chucky and Tiffany then reveal themselves, causing David to stumble backward into traffic in horror. An 18-wheeler slams into David, turning him into pulp. The two couples manage to lose the cop, as well as snag some more inconspicuous wheels, a retired couple's RV. Jesse drives the RV with Chucky in the co-pilot seat with the gun. Tiffany is in the back playing Betty Crocker and giving Jade a makeover. The newlyweds see an opportunity when they start an argument between the two dolls. At the height of the argument, Jade kicks Tiffany into the still-burning hot oven, and when she does, Chucky shoots at her just missing. Jesse flings Chucky out the window like a booger, but Chucky fires back, causing Jesse to drive off the road and crash. Uh, the wrongful death, qu- killing your queers. Don Mancini, I giveth a queer, I killeth the queer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, what I giveth, I can taketh away. <laughs> Uh, he figures out the gross rotting smell of Jade's uncle uh, and then quickly all of a sudden things escalate he takes his gun accuses you had a rose stay back from me <laughs> and he he gets it final destination style honestly Vroom. final destination impact then then Ch- Chucky and Tiff reveal themselves they also gr- they have glocks and are ready to go and <laughs> yeah, things are do. crazy get this heap of shit movie now <laughs> Uh, yes, I'm here for this mayhem. I'm absolutely here for this mayhem because these had it's been too long until they've discovered the dolls. Any yes. longer, I would have been getting tired. And now Chucky and Tiffany are in control, which is why it gets better. Like the, the head of the yeah. are no longer in charge. Jesse finally peels out. Chucky and Catherine Heigl, I forgot her name, are in the back. And Chucky shoots out the cop car, leading them to get away. And then they steal some old couple's RV. It's, I love it. I love this setting. Uh, I, I love that Chucky and Tiff are both having their own little conversations with two different people on this place, but they're in, like, bliss. It's a long story. In fact, if it were a movie, it would take three to four movies just to do it right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Meta. <laughs> uh, it's... Tiffany doing a makeover, playing Betty Crocker. She's living her dreams right now. Mm-hmm. It quickly ends. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Tiff is the bee's knees. She's cooking. She's she's slaving over a hot stove and telling Jay to, Hold still, honey, or I'm gonna poke you out in the eye again. <laughs> she's getting her new body ready for the soul transfer. Mm-hmm. Next is the bleach. And oh, I love... Uh, when she come, Tiffany comes over to Chucky with the cookies, and he compliments her cooking. Nobody makes Swedish meatballs like Tiff. And as she's walking away, Jay, or, uh, Jesse sees his opportunity to kind of incite an argument, like most straight men would. And he, so he's like, not much of a housekeeper, is she? And Chucky totally feeds into it, and it totally incites an argument, because then Jade chimes in as well with using Tiffany's own line against her of you slaved all day cooking over a hot stove the least he could do was wash a dish and she just chucks it she goes fine i'm gonna chuck Zero to a dish at you i it's cri- what would martha stewart say fuck martha stewart <laughs> and his eyes just like glow up like, oh, my, oh god. my god it's it's as if she took the god's name in vain <laughs> <laughs> honestly <laughs> It's the quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. The, I will give it. All of a sudden, now these kids can think. She knocks Tiff into the oven, closes that shit. Chucky shoots. 
it, what it happens chucky shoots again the car crashes what it happens so fast it's a real quick turnaround jade struggles to get herself free she screams for jesse but he's passed out in the driver's seat as she struggles tiffany manages to break out of the oven and bites her ear jesse comes to and kicks tiffany off he unties Jade and she manages to get out of the RV alive until Chucky finds her and holds her hostage. Jesse narrowly makes it out of the RV before it explodes. When he gets up, he sees Jade running off with Chucky at gunpoint. He picks up Tiffany by the hair and runs after them into the cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Tiff, man. Chucky and Jade make it to the gravesite first where Chucky kills the medical examiner already there extracting his corpse. He orders Janzai to retrieve his amulet. The doll gets what he wants, including his bride to be back. But he also wants Jesse and Jade's bodies to possess. So he stabs Jesse in the back, literally, which somehow makes them vulnerable to him. Because in the next scene, the couple is tied up for Chucky to begin his incantation. Jesse is about to finish his soul swap spell. Tiffany stabs him. She lets the couple go. Just as they're getting up, Chucky hits Tiffany in the back of the head, sparking a shovel fight. The demonic dolls battle it out in an epic bird's eye view battle royale. Chucky comes out on top as he always does, but Jade manages to knock him back into his grave. Jesse pulls the ladder up, trapping the possessed toy into his own grave. Just as Jade is about to kill Chucky with his own gun, the detective pulls up to stop them. He runs up as Jade puts the gun down. He stands frozen in shock as he sees the demonic doll running around screaming in a grave. Jade snatches the detective's gun and finishes Chucky off. The detective lets the young couple go home. He continues to investigate the crime scene. He comes across Tiffany's charred corpse. As he leans in for a closer look, she springs back to life for one last scare. She screams in anguish as she delivers a beautiful demon baby that attacks our detective and ends our movie. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, let's just get to it. So let's, okay, whatever. The, the fans crashed. The, tr- the couple barely make it out. Chucky uh, finds Jade. Hello, hey, beautiful. <laughs> it was in all the uh, trailers. I remember that specifically. Of course uh, it was. And so they he runs off. They start going to the cemetery. When Jesse sees them, he's like, oh, well, I got to follow them. And he picks up Tiffany by her hair and drags Charred, her. <laughs> melted plastic hair. <laughs> the poor fried hair. Oh, I look like the first time you tried to bleach your hair. <gasps> Why? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Tiffany begins to realize things. Because they have a trade-off in order for everybody to get what they want. They get the amulet. They try to trade off their wives, essentially. It's like wife swap all over again. And Tiffany states, Why can't I get it on with the real good guy? (laughs) It's still poor Tiff. Like, she still doesn't get what she wants. And she's all burnt up. Who's going to want her now? She's all shriveled (laughs) up. I just want to be... Appreciate it. It's not that her looks are gone. She's like, oh no. Now I realize things are not good. <laughs> I love when when Jade and Chucky get to the gravesite first and whatever he kills the metal examiner. And when she he forces her in the grave and he tells her to open up the casket. When she does, all these rats and stuff just start coming all over his body. And even Chucky gets grossed out by it. He's like, Ugh. yeah, nobody needed to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Tiff realizes that. This is as good as it's going to get for her. Oh, yeah. 
It's the line, oh, Chucky, look at... Oh, it's when she stabs him, and he asks her why. We fi- we're finally getting what we want, and she states, Oh, Chucky, look at us. Don't you see us? We belong dead. Goodbye, darling. I'll see you in hell. Aww. It's the end of Bride of Frankenstein. I was just about to say, it really is like the end of Bride of Frankenstein. Some, and then we go back to the taxing hetero love. Crickets. Crickets, honey. Crickets. Chucky stabs her. That's the end of that. Everybody's dying. Chucky gets knocked into the grave and just Jade finally gets the, the smarts to just lift up the ladder. He's a doll. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but I love that he's like, when he gets knocked into the grave, he's all freaked out by laying on top of his dead body. He's like, ah, ah, and he gets up. I love when the officer gets there and he's telling Jade to put the gun down. And so she does. And when he gets to the grave and he looks and he just sees Chucky fucking flailing around down there. <gasps> he's freaked out. And so Jade takes the gun back and, and she's about to kill him. And we get the iconic line from Chucky of, I'll be back. I always come back. <sighs> but dying such a bitch though. <laughs> Iconic. Straight up, like, Godfather style. Iconic. It's so... What an ending line. What an end to Chucky. This has been a wild adventure. Their arc together has been insane, and I want to talk about it at at our end cap. But we end our movie... Sure, they get cleared because one detective said, you know what, it's fine. It wasn't them. (laughs) Okay. White people, right? They get away with everything. Then we get the last jump scare. We get the... Tiffany giving birth to what is setting up for Seed of Chucky. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It's alien. It's Tiffany screaming. Ugh. And then still dying. And uh, it's, it's kind of a terrible little puppet at the end. But I, it's passable because it gives us it Glenn Glenda. Like oh, yeah. A.K.A. shit face. Yeah, shit face. You motherfucking shit face. Shit face. <laughs> so we're at the end of our movie. We have somehow survived this killer rampage i really want to know your final scores and how you feel about this movie buy it i'm not even gonna mince my words i fucking love this movie it's campy it's dark there's humor they fucking make quippy jokes they curse there's dolls there's a doll sex scene yeah i jennifer tilly and brad Dourif, all of it all of it it's just a great m- mixing of all these great ideas. Aside from the straight couple. They're like the Achilles heel of this movie. Shade. It's the truth, sis. It is very much the truth. Uh, <laughs> hi. Buy it. What do you <laughs> yes. want? Please buy it. It's insanity. It's hilarity. It's dark. It's brooding. It's uh, hilarious. It's goth as a fuck. It's, it's gay. It's it is written great. for the queer community and it just gets queer and queerer er, 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 mm-hmm. as the franchise continues on. Uh, I have nothing but great things to say. I love the relationship for the t- between Tiffany and Chucky. You mentioned that Tiffany really goes on an arc and I just have to mention that this couldn't happen without Miss Tilly and her voice acting. Mm-hmm. She still sells it through the voice acting. I agree. And she's solidified herself in Chucky history now because she's still playing the same character into the series. And I still live for it. Absolutely. Uh, that is Chucky, everybody. <laughs> Sisters, sing! 
We move on to the fiercest and campiest Disney celebration of Halloween mayhem. Light the black flame candle and good luck looking for a virgin <laughs> in Disney's classic Hocus Pocus. If you liked what you heard, you can follow the queens on our Instagram at the Carpenter Queens. My tw- our Twitter, our Twitter is at Carpenter Queens. My personal account is Nicholas Alexander Photography. My personal account is at STFU Ray. That concludes this week's episode, y'all. Thank you so much for listening, and please tune in next week. Till then, stay safe, stay square, and bye. Bye, 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 bye. bye, bye, bye.